this is FD Talks, a brand new podcast series by Funeral Directors Live, where we explore ideas, insights, and solutions for serving families in a rapidly changing marketplace. Well, hello and welcome once again to FD Talks. Um, Today we have John Harrington on our program, and one of the things we're going to talk about today, I think we're going to focus on is is how an active uh, pre-need sales program might be uh, a good solution in today's economic environment. I know we're faced with a lot of challenges today, particularly in funeral funeral business, um, but I have John with us, and he's going to share some insight with you. John, thank you so much for being here today. Sure, Rob. Thanks for having me. Sure. So, John Harrington, I'm, I'm a regional sales vice president in pre-need, and I'm responsible for sales uh, across the northern tier of, of uh, the United States, uh, mainly the upper Midwest. Uh, I've been in actually pre-need funeral service for, this is my 30th year, I hate to age myself, but that's where it's at. And I've worked with uh, funeral homes of every size from 20 calls to 3000 calls, everything in between. Not to suggest by any means that, that I know all that much, but I've seen a lot seen a lot over the years. Well, John, in your estimation, why do you think pre-need has become such an important part of, of funeral business? Sure. I think there was a time several years ago when most funeral homes considered pre-need just to be a necessary evil. They had to do it, but they didn't really want to. And over time, I think that there has been a realization that it can be really uh, a revenue generator. It can be a way to help families really plan more healing and meaningful events when they have the opportunity to educate those families on the front end, rather than having that family come into the funeral home on one of the worst days of their life. And and then all of the myriad of decisions that have to be made. I know that there's a lot of market trends. I think that a a lot of our, our listeners are, are seeing now that are contributing to lower margins, uh, among other things, just making it a whole lot more difficult for, for someone to run a funeral business. What, what have you identified as some of those major, uh, those major factors? Obviously, I think the biggest one is cremation. And I don't think anybody has really been spared from that one. But uh, lots of trends that are out there from, from families becoming more dispersed uh, to um, religious affiliations becoming a little less concentrated. Uh, loyalty toward a specific funeral home has, has eroded over time. Um, And then certainly technology has impacted our industry in many fronts. Uh, And then I guess I'd add another one, really uh, other forms of competition that that really funeral homes in the past never had to really give much consideration to online shopping and other uh, areas of funeral service that are getting into our market. What sorts of advice do you find yourself uh, giving to as, you know, as a knowledgeable and trusted business advisor um, to the the clients that you serve, what sort of advice do you find yourself giving to them from time to time? Sure. Well, when we have this discussion, we, we ask, you know, what, what are you doing to try to um, keep those margins in place? Because we know that all these, these impacts to our industry are happening and they're eating into our margins. And so what what are you doing about it? Certainly the easiest things to do are to increase your prices and or to reduce costs. And you can only do that so much. And so, um, and so we have conversation about them, about what, what it might be, look like if they were to have one more funeral than they would have originally planned for. What would that do to impact their revenue stream and their margins? I, yeah, and, and I've heard you speak on that before. That's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the program today because, you know, it costs 
from my understanding, funeral business generally has associated fixed costs. Like if you were to budget throughout a year, but if you were, you know, as you said, to, to perhaps sell one more funeral, what does that mean for the bottom line for the funeral home? I think that's really a conversation that we have with a lot of funeral homes today because they're so busy working in their business. They don't really have enough time to work on their business. And we try to quantify that for them and help them understand what it could really mean to, for them to do that. And so uh, funeral service is a really high fixed cost business. And, and regardless of, for example, you're doing 100 funerals a year, if you did 101 funerals, the fixed costs for the most part remain the same, right? Your vehicles remain the same, the cost for your facilities, insurance, um, the majority of your expenses are fixed. And so if you did one more funeral than you would have planned for, the incremental margin on that additional funeral is significantly greater than all the rest because all those fixed costs have already been covered. Let's talk about what's at risk, John, when you, when you don't do that, when you don't try to be proactive and, and, you know, try to, to do things that actively, you know, build your sales program and things like that. What, what's at risk? The, the risk, Rob, really is the backlog of funerals that somebody else might be securing if you're not taking an active approach yourself. We call, we refer to it as the iceberg effect. You'll see the, uh, an iceberg, what, what you're really seeing in the, in the singles is just the, seeing the tip of the iceberg. But from a preening perspective, the backlog that you can create over years of having an active preening program is what really exists underneath the water. And over time, that can really amount to a significant future at need business for you, knowing that at least in our, in our company, the uh, average preening policy lasts on the books just under 10 years. And so there's sort of this um, 10 years of backlog that nobody would even know about because it's under the sort of under the radar or the bottom part of the iceberg that nobody else sees. And, and if you're not doing that, your competition is, it could also be the reverse effect. I know, John, that a lot of this stuff sounds familiar to me. It sounds like stuff that, that I've heard you talk about before, but what's going on nowadays that, that makes this value of a new the value of one more funeral, uh, more of a, a fresher concept. I think Rob, it's, it's really a, a realization that margins are shrinking and they have been shrinking for a long time. And it's really been hard to, to put our finger on it exactly. And there's some really obvious reasons for it, but, but there's a lot of other ones that maybe aren't so much so. And so the idea of what would it mean to create a backlog of pre-need at your funeral home funerals that you're pretty much assured you're going to serve in the future and what that would mean. If we have the opportunity to educate families on the front end about what it would mean to have a healing and meaningful event, uh, I think that that's become more of the significance of the conversation in today's world. Ultimately, what we're trying to do is help families um, and, and meet consumer demand that, that, that it's, a, it's a service that families want, they need, and they're requesting it. It's not just this necessary evil or it's not, hey, this is impactful to my business, so I'm doing it. But it's, uh, it is something that consumers want, desire, and demand. And so we have to be able to meet the consumer where they're at or somebody else will, and we're going to miss out on that opportunity. 
I read an article the other day that um, had to do with the fact that there's a growing trend because of COVID-19 and, and everything that we kind of experienced over the past year. There's a growing trend for uh, families to to secure some sorts of insurance. I, I've seen life insurance was actually the article that I was reading about. But are, do you think there's some correlations with um, pre-need insurance as well for something like that? I'm sure there are. I wish I could quantify it a little bit better, but there's no doubt that a lot of people had a, an experience with a loved one dying through COVID. And it's really a trigger event when you are faced with your own mortality to get your own affairs in order. And whether that mean related to your article of, of, or uh, ins- just general insurance being purchased, uh, I think it definitely correlates to more pre-need funerals being planned as well. Well, what advice do you have for our listeners uh, as far as how to deal with, uh, you know, the, the current economic climate that we're in right now and trying to, to build up those margins? What are some just some key takeaway points that we can give to, to our listeners? Well, I'm, I'm certainly a little bit biased, but uh, um, having an active pre-need program uh, can really help uh, alleviate a lot of these concerns. Securing those future funerals for, for your funeral home is really going to be, uh, in, in my opinion, at least a much more uh, palatable impact to rather than having to, to raise your prices or to reduce your expenses, most of which have already been done already. What else can we do to preserve future funerals? And I think it's by getting out there early, educating the consumer on what their options are and then securing those families to your funeral. I think one of the biggest challenges that that we've had for several years now has been just, you know, the families not really understanding the true value of a funeral service. Maybe it's because they haven't been to funerals or, you know, things like that. But I think when you talk about a trigger event, um, my experience with the funeral directors that I've talked to lately is there's been a resurgence in the interest of having funerals and just going back to some traditions and things like that. So I'm really optimistic that that's going to be not continue to be so much of a barrier for us as we try to help families through, through a rough time. I certainly hope you're right. I believe that we're, we are seeing that at least in in certain pockets where uh, families have missed the opportunity to gather to grieve the loss of a loved one. And again, just taking it for granted, thinking it would just always be there. And COVID's definitely just put a, a whole new perspective in so many ways in our industry. You know, also, John, I remember seeing in that same article, uh, there was mention of the fact that insurance companies are also uh, investing a lot in their technology. So it can make it easier for families to purchase policies. I know with, with Funeral Directors Live, with us, we have created the arrangement guide, which has allowed families to go in and make arrangements and even pre-fund those online. But what are some observations that you've made about technology making it easier for families to purchase policies? I think the advantage of being in funeral services that we're, we are kind of at the tail end of what the previous generations have already done when it comes to technology and buying habits that that we get to see what other industries have done prior to us because our clientele that we're serving is obviously a little bit older age on average. And so technology is definitely having an impact just like it has every other industry leading up to us. Funeral service has a a habit of of, uh, lagging a little bit behind and somewhat naturally because again, our our demographic is, is older. 
So um, it's definitely though, whether it's uh, purchasing um, arrangements online, the way they communicate with their funeral home, just dramatic changes when it comes to technology. Very good. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll consider coming back on the program again soon. Anytime, Rob. It was fun. If you would like to reach out to us about this episode or this series, please visit us online at funeraldirectorslife.com forward slash FD Talks. There you can find information about this episode and submit any comments, suggestions, or feedback about our series. And we also welcome your ideas for future episodes. Join us next time on FD Talks as we explore ideas, insights, and solutions for serving families in a rapidly changing marketplace.